Welcome to the Beltway Broadcast, the premier podcast for the workplace learning and talent development professionals of the Association for Talent Development's Metro DC chapter. We've got some great resources in store for you today. Hello, fellow ATDers. I'm Stephanie Hupka, and I am the 2023 Vice President of Membership and Outreach at the, Mem- at the Metro DC chapter of ATD. Hi, everyone. I'm Christina Eanes, the Vice President of Marketing and Communications. And we also have Helena Hodges, our Vice President of Finance and Operations, as our producer. And for this episode, we are so excited to welcome Chris Coladonato. Welcome, Chris. Thanks for having me. Super excited to be here. We have been looking forward to this. And full disclosure, I have really been looking forward to this because we have certainly talked quite a bit about your background, your interest in today's topic. And as usual, I'm getting ahead of myself. Before we talk, before we have a great conversation, we would love it if you would introduce yourself to all of our listeners. Well, I am a former talent development professional and hybrid workplace leader at Farmers Insurance. And I recently went into my own business as a virtual leadership consultant and realized, hmm, that wasn't quite what I wanted to do with my life. So I switched (laughs) gears a little bit and went from virtual leadership consultant to I am now a nature-based wellness coach and forest Mm. bathing guide. So just a little bit different um, than Mm. what I used to be doing for the past 20, 30 years. (laughs) Isn't it interesting how your life will take you down paths you have never imagined? Exactly. I not in any of my wildest dreams did I ever think I would be uttering those particular words. <laughs> and yet that is the reason why we are here today. We're going to hear from you about the topic of organizational wellness. This is probably one of those phrases that mm-hmm. kind of gets people to, you know, kind of perk up a little bit because it's not a phrase that we hear all the time. It may not be that it's quite mainstream enough. It may be that organizations themselves are still getting used to it, that employees are still getting used to it. But I think that's probably as good a starting point as any. Tell us a little bit about what organizational wellness means to you. For me, and what I hear a lot about is step challenges, um, EAPs, um, the benefits that are associated with it. So, you know, that employees can take advantage of the programs and events that we do. And that's not what organizational wellness means to me. Those are just things and they are great things. Employee assistance programs are fantastic. But organizational wellness to me is a culture where employees are able to set boundaries when they start and end work. And it's not a 24-7 culture where employees have the flexibility to take breaks in a way that works for them. So it's not the always on, let's just push and power through, but we're actually being really mindful and cognizant of what each person and employee needs in order to be their best selves. And When you do that and you have that culture where leaders are encouraging breaks, where leaders are encouraging you to come in and leave on time and not staying through and leaders not even doing that themselves. You know, you get the leaders who 
do as I say and not as I do while I power through and work until eight o'clock at night. But what message is that really sending? So it's a culture where employees are able to take a step back when they need to. They're able to work out. They're able to take advantage of some of these programs that they always talk about. And they don't feel unable to, or I shouldn't be doing that, or I shouldn't be taking advantage of that. And when they can do that, they bring them their best selves to work. And then they can be more productive. They can be fresher. They can be, you know, that much more in their everyday work when they have that time to take a step back. But it's got to be the organization that believes in that and that it's a part of the culture versus, oh, why why didn't I see you on Slack, Teams, WebEx, chat, whatever it may be? Where were you? And when they when that's that type of culture, nobody's going to be able to, to take a step back. They're going to be afraid or they're going to find those particular things that you can buy that may or may not shake your mouse to let you know that, let's hey, they're still here. <laughs> really? We have to do that? <laughs> but in some organizations we do. So yeah. it's that type of culture. That's what it means to me when people can take a step back and do what they need to do to bring their best self to work. Oh, I love that. And before we get into maybe the the how-to, and I, I hate to use this word, um, like assessment or scorecard or litmus test, mm-hmm. is there a way that folks can determine where their starting point is before they can learn to become a little bit more organizationally well? That's a great question that I honestly hadn't thought about before. And I think it's worth the discussion. You know, I, I, I'm sure there's an assessment out there. Um, although, okay, I, maybe there isn't, but I, I think it's taking a look at what type of culture, whether it's a manager looking at their team or it's leaders looking at the overall organization. And a lot of times we see people looking at what programs they offer. So what I said earlier, you know, we're going to have a step challenge and those are all very well and good, but they are not what you need on a consistent long-term basis. So maybe it's just taking a look at the culture that we have. Do people take their PTO? Do people... um you know, what are the, can we take a look at what the hours people are online? So do we have people that are working from, you know, 6am to 8am at night? You know, what hours are people logged in? Are they logging in over the weekends? So I think you can start to look to see how long people are working. Are people able to take breaks throughout the day? Are they taking breaks throughout the day? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, are they, 100% 100% logged in on Slack, Teams, whatever the tool is, 100% of the time. You know, you can, those are things that you can actually look at. Yeah. But I think it's getting really I was really also thinking honest. like call outs. Yeah. Sorry. No, no. <laughs> mm, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I would love to see. Um, I don't know if something like the, a great place to work might have an assessment like that. Mm, yeah. But that's a that's an interesting question that now I'm going to go down a rabbit hole later today. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> We do love to challenge each other to think. Yes. So you never know what's <laughs> going to come from one of these episodes. And, you know, I, I think there's a, I, I want to ask a question about culture. Mm-hmm. And I think there's an easy way to ask that. And there's probably a more challenging way. So I think instead of asking the, the easier question, which is if you are 
an organizational leader and you want to help to create this culture, what can you do? I think I'd actually like to start from the harder side of that. If you are an employee who is part of a culture that you're, you're just not seeing the kind of balance or space to be able to take care of yourself, to bring wellness into your day the way we're talking about, what does it look like to begin those conversations? I'm curious if you've seen that, experienced that, or if you might have a few thoughts on where someone could start. Yes. Yes to all of the above. <laughs> Um, so it, it's what started my journey was a conversation and mm. it was a tough conversation, I thought. And then I realized it was actually an easy conversation. And I realized this is going to be different depending on your organization, depending on the sure. type of person you are. So I think it's first of all, taking a look at, is it the organization that's causing the issue or is it me? So for me, it was me that was causing the issue. I went virtual back in 2008, uh, 2009, before a lot of people were working from home. And I started working. I answered to people that were out in California, out in Oklahoma, so all different time zones. And I started working really long hours. My commute was gone. I would get up in the morning, you know, have the four second commute, do my work and keep working. And, oh, I'm going to answer one more email, one more email, because I no longer have the, I have to leave at four so I can beat the traffic to get home. And I was burning myself out. And I realized I, I got to do something. And I called my manager. And I'm thinking, what am I going to do? I had to call him. We didn't have webcams. And I'm like, Steve, Here's the situation. And I don't remember the exact conversation that we had, but I do remember he was a great manager for me because mm. he challenged me. He said, well, I never told you that you had to do this or work Ooh. that. And he's like, I'm not saying anything other than I would challenge you to look to your own habits and look to what you are doing. So that would be the first thing. So I started putting boundaries on my workday and my commute time, I took walks outside. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the first thing is, is it the organization that is not letting you do that? Or is it your own perception? Oh, that's great. Of yeah. that. So I think that's the first thing. And then if mm. it's truly an organization that's doing that, it is adding it to your one-on-one -on -one agenda with your people leader <laughs> and saying, you know, here's what I want to be doing. I want to come in at 8 a.m. so that I have time to take the kids to uh, school, to take a walk for myself so I can come in fresh and, and ready to go. Or can we as a team decide on there's a certain time when we don't have Slack channel messages going or Teams messages going? Maybe that is during a lunch hour so that everybody can take a break. So the first thing is, you know, really look to yourself. Is it you or is it the organization? And then just asking and talking to your people leader about what is it that we can do and what is it that I can do and, and the two of us can do and maybe we as a team can do and just start small. The other thing you might do is depending on what type of employee resource groups that you have in your organization, it also might be something that a employee resource group 
might be able to champion. So sometimes you have certain uh, uh, employee resource groups that are focused on fitness, or they may have that built in to mindfulness, or you know how can we bring our best selves? So that could also be another uh, another way to reach out and say, how can we do more of this in our organization? Mm, I love that. Now, what about that employee that uh, is is working in that toxic environment? It is the organization, and they're not open to changing. I know the obvious, <clears throat> excuse me, answer would be to find an environment that works a little bit better. But until you do that, right. do you have some suggestions there to, to protect yourself? Yeah. And, and it's, maybe? it goes back to what you just said, protect yourself. You know, yeah. what is it that you can do for yourself that allows you to protect yourself, protect your boundaries? Yeah. So is that something as simple as, you know, maybe you can't tell anybody that um, I'm going to take a five minute break I don't know where you can't say that, but that you just put away on your whatever device you have, Slack channel or whatever, and take a five minute break. Yeah. And then lunch, take it away from your desk so that you aren't pulled in. So even if you have a 30 minute lunch or a 15 minute lunch, you go away from your desk so you don't see all the messages and things that are piling in. Yes. So you take time. So I think it's about protecting yourself. And knowing what is it that you need, whether that's I come in and I leave on my boundary times. Here are my boundaries. Here's when I'm here. Here's when I'm not. And protect those boundaries. And then what are you going to do to take a step back throughout the day mm. so that you can be that much better? But I think you just have to figure out what it is for you to protect yourself and protect your own boundaries. Yeah. I love that. And this, I also love like uh, mindset related stuff. Like I know there's points in my career where I've thought of work as, okay, I'm just going to go earn my paycheck today. Yeah, right? It's yeah. not something that I'm totally expressing myself and living my purpose today. I'm earning a paycheck. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mindset is huge. Yeah. It, it really is. Yeah. And if that, if the you're walking into and you have a, a toxic situation and culture that you're in, again, it's, here's what I'm going to do for myself. And here's yes. why I'm doing it for myself. And yes, I'm just yeah. getting a, I'm doing this because this is what I need to do at this time. But yeah. that doesn't mean you can't take care of yourself as well. Yeah. I think that's so important to keep in mind. And I think for a lot of people, it can be tricky to keep that mm -hmm. in mind. There is an aspect, actually, I, I think you even mentioned this as you were introducing yourself to all of us. You had mentioned something about nature, mm -hmm. nature bathing, as a matter of fact, I think was the term you shared. But I know one aspect of your work really focuses on bringing nature in as a component of wellness. I would love for you to talk a little bit about that. What does that look like? What could that look like, perhaps, in the course of a very busy day? What are the benefits to finding ways to kind of get outside or maybe even bring the outside in to, uh, to kind of supplement your wellness strategies? Yeah, it's, and it's what saved me when oh. that very first conversation that I had about, you know, I was burning out and I talked mm. to my manager and that what I started doing was taking virtual commutes and walking outdoors. And I realized, huh. This feels really good. Mm -hmm. And I started engaging in nature in more meaningful and intentional ways. So I would go out and find trails. And 
just sometimes walk, not even a hike, just walk and hang out and look around. And I found, wow, I feel really good when I do this. Fast forward all these years later, and I am now focusing on how I can help others make that connection. Because what nature can do for us is everything from lower our stress levels. It has been shown to lower cortisol within your body. So it can lower stress. What it can also do, though, is it can lower that cognitive load. So think about when you're on Zooms all day long and you're just going from meeting to meeting to meeting, or you have a huge project that you need to do and you're so focused on that task. Just by doing something as simple as walking outdoors and just gazing around at what you see, what it does is it takes your attention off all that stuff that you're thinking about. And it has what's called a soft fascination. So nature gives you a soft fascination where you're not really hyper-focused on anything. And what it does is it allows your brain to just take a moment to breathe. And it reduces that cognitive load. So you're not as, okay, you know, you're not breathing as fast anymore. So something as simple as that, taking a look at clouds. How often have you looked outside and just gazed at the clouds? You don't even have yeah. to see what they're they're all about. But I will tell you, I always see Falcor from Neverending Story. In oh, <laughs> oh, that's fantastic! It's a thing. I, I always see. I love that. Love that. So, looking at the clouds, you can even add a screensaver on your screen mm. or pull up some YouTube channels of nature sounds because even the sounds of birds chirping and water moving can also lower your cortisol levels. You might bring a plant in. So you don't always have to go outside for a hike, but something just walking outside, opening your window and just gazing outside. Mm. What do you notice? And just taking that time, that gives your, your body and your brain a break. And they're simple. You don't have to spend hours. I would love to have you with me on a forest bathing walk and we'd spend an hour and a half and I can really take you away from all of that technology. But during a busy workday, you don't have the time. Yeah. Mm. So five minutes here, 10 minutes there, your lunch. Can you take your lunch outside? Maybe the weather doesn't you know, allow you to or the time of year doesn't allow you to, but yeah. can you at least look outside? And just gaze on what's out there. Oh, right. two things. One, now I have the never-ending story song <laughs> in my head. Thank you. So sorry. As do we all. As do we all. The never-ending story. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and the other thing is, just talking about it, just thinking about it. I am so relaxed right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and when you're it's relaxed, ready for a nap. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you're just not it, you're not moving a, a million miles a minute, and it's again, yeah. it, it allows your whole nervous system to just take mm. a breath and relax, and then it's like. Oh. And I have to say too, so I've had the benefit of walking with you before. Mm. In fact, it, it wasn't too long ago, mm-hmm. and. I made a commitment to myself after that hour that we spent to find a way to do that daily. Mm-hmm. I liked how I felt when that mm-hmm. was over. I liked the clarity. I liked the peace. I liked that my heart wasn't racing. And just before we started recording today, I went outside. I only had five minutes in between mm-hmm. 
the wrap up of one call and, you know, hopping over here to chat with both of you today. And I went outside and I stood on my back deck. It's a nice day on recording day. And I looked up and the sun was shining and I watched some of the clouds floating by and I saw our resident groundhog climbing down from a tree. As it turns out, groundhogs can and do climb. And I watched as he very politely walked himself over to the sidewalk. And I watched as he used the sidewalk to move to his next destination, which I really, again, find to just be very respectful of our properties. And these are the things that I wouldn't have had a chance to experience, first of all, if I didn't take that break. But more importantly was the physical Uh sensation, the benefit that came to me from doing that. Hmm. I was calmer. I I checked my Fitbit, as a matter of fact. I saw my heart rate had lowered. Yeah. And that's something I'm bringing with me. It's energy still, but it's a better energy than what I had. And I share all of that as, you know, really to emphasize what you've just shared. It doesn't take very long. (laughs) A couple of minutes will bring you into a headspace that might just be more productive for you and, you know, ends up being something that would if it benefits you, it's going to benefit your team or your clients or anyone you're working with. Exactly. It's And, and that's exactly it. I like to say yeah. we need to slow down in order to show up and yes. to show up more fully for ourselves. But it has that ripple effect. Then I can be more cognizant of the conversations I'm having. I can be more intentional and I can be more yes. present. And I'm not screaming, not like I often scream, but I, you know, if I hear somebody <laughs> say something, I might react and be like, no. <laughs> right. I have less of a right. tendency to do that if I've spent five minutes. Yeah. Five minutes outside before my next meeting. Yeah. It works. I, I can promise you it works. I've experienced that. It's it not works. just magic, there's science behind it. Little there magic. is indeed. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Now, before we get to our rapid fire questions, uh, can you share maybe with uh, the um, listeners, viewers, how they can learn more? Absolutely. So there is, um, you can find me either out on YouTube or on Instagram. I post regularly at both of those places at The Connection Catalyst. And I also, you can also find me on my website and I'm blogging regularly, posting on LinkedIn as well. And the website is connectioncatalyst.com. And again, it's for me, it's about how can I help you bring nature in? Again, I'd love everybody to join me on a walk. I'm going to start doing some virtual walks too. Mm, But I encourage you to find what works for you. And even if it's just five minutes, like Stephanie was just saying, I think that's huge. But I post tips to all of those channels uh, regularly. Nice. All right. So we are at that point in the episode. Rapid fire. I'm ready. Are you ready? I think. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Just think of walking in the woods and answer you go. the following questions. Love it. <laughs> so what is one book everyone must read and why? Oh, such a tough choice. There's so many great books. <laughs> I know. And I have to look at it because I won't remember the actual full title. But the title is Rest, Why You Get More Done When You Work Less. Mm. And it goes back to everything that we've been talking about, that you need the Absolutely. space for yourself. And when you give yourself that space and you take time away, it allows you to show up more fully. Nice. Absolutely. Okay. What is one tool you can't live without? 
It's just it's a, it's such a tough one. And, and I'm going to go back to our conversation from before we started recording. My big green egg. I, I really yes. can't. I just, there was, Thank you. there were so many tools. I needed to hear that. So many tools. I love my big green egg. If you're not sure what it is, it's a convection oven. It's a grill. It is everything and all of that rolled into one. And I love it um, with all my heart. Best purchase I made oh. years ago. It's a life changing. Oh, it is. It's an experience. <laughs> I assure you. I assure you. It's as we were saying, an art and a science. There uh-huh. is All an the art and a things. science. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> oh, okay. Final question: What is the best? No pressure. The best piece of advice you have ever received. It's the piece of advice that I. What's the word? I I said no. No. <laughs> And the advice was the answers are within you. Mm, Yeah. So often, it doesn't mean look outside, but so often we are looking for answers in so many different, you know, the next book, the next diet, this is the time, this person's Mm. Instagram, all of that's going to solve everything for me. When in actuality, (laughs) if we just get quiet and listen to our intuition and take in what we're seeing, but just get quiet and listen to what our inner selves are saying. The answer's within you. Oh, I love it. Mm. I do too. It almost, if you didn't have an opportunity to go for a walk while listening to today's episode, this would be a good one to listen to a second time (laughs) on a walk and then continue that walk in silence Take time to think about that. I, I love the advice, Chris. I think that's such a wonderful way to wrap us up for today. But really just the entire, the entire concept, the idea that there are so many ways to find organizational wellness. Uh-huh. And so many of them actually may involve stepping away from that screen and really getting in touch with the world around you in very unique ways. I mean, I just, I, I absolutely loved getting a chance to hear and learn from you today. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. It was honestly a, a true pleasure. And I glad I could leave all of you with the never ending story in your brains. <laughs> that that's now that's not just going to carry us through the day that's become a week but that's you, thank you for for bringing sorry, that to not us. we're going to wake up we're going to wake up humming that i know i will at least thank you so much thank you all in fact uh as part of our community for listening and for joining us today and of course before you go we have a message from our producer helena hodges are you interested in partnering with our chapter For more information, visit dcatd.org forward slash partnerships dash sponsorships. Would you like to be even more involved in our wonderful community? Go to dcatd.org and click on volunteer to get started. 